and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's a pleasure to talk with all-star Joe Mantiply on the program. It's the Burns and Gambo Show. Kevin McCabe's filling in for Burnsy. He'll be back tomorrow. His son got married over the weekend, so good job for... Didn't uh, invite me. K. McCabe didn't invite you. No. Yeah. Lumberjack. I was, in, I was in... I know. I can't believe it. Did you wear the suit and all the whole thing? I wore a suit, yeah. yeah. yeah I wore a suit. It was a I, wedding, of course. What do you, what do you want did me to dance? wear? dance? Did you get up and dance? You want me to wear a pair of some Viore shorts? And no, you don't get... In suits, you can wear the jeans and the sport coat now. You, you can just you, show up in like a t-shirt. Did like, you hey, dance? Did you get the wife out on the dance? We did. We danced. Though. Okay. We danced a little bit. You know. All right. So I don't. Want to, I don't. I don't have the moves. Like we, have Gallagher, all, so. we have an all star sitting here. We're talking about yeah, Dave Burns' exactly. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Mantiply. We were talking about so many different things. He grew up in Virginia. He was a Braves fan, but the Orioles were closer. We talked about some of those teams you grew up watching. It was a, we had, you had Andrew Jones. Oh yeah. You had Giles. Yep. You had Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. I was able to remember Steve Avery was the fourth starter on that team. I was team. thinking Dale Murphy. And then I had to look. I looked it up. They got Smoltz for Doidley Alexander. Skip that was Karen. exactly right. I'm thinking Skip Carey doing the broadcast. The last year. Last year, Doidley Alexander. So that was your favorite teams growing up. Yeah, it was. I, they had, uh, you know, my favorite player was. Um, Chipper Jones. Well, I love Chipper. Um, and then uh, I, was a, I was a fan of the big cat, Andre Scalaraga. Andre Scalaraga. Yeah. Oh, he could smoke the ball. Yeah, I know. Um, now, now, were you in high school? You, you, you yeah. probably played a position too, right? Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of outfield growing up. Um, never played the infield, never played first. I was kind of a skinnier, um, still am a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I, I was pretty athletic. I could run a little bit. So uh, I played the outfield. I loved playing the outfield. I loved hitting. Hit? Did you hit? I, I, I mean, I could can hit a little now, bit. I guess, too. That's a, the, um, so you were I was a, a decent hitter in, in high school. Yeah, I was always a pitcher. So from, like, Little League on? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just always kind of, I guess, had a feel for throwing strikes. You know, and at those levels, especially, like, watching Little League games now, it's like... I feel like guys struggle to throw strikes, and I was I was a kid that I didn't really I didn't really throw hard or any of that, but I could throw strikes. So, so my kid, he's thirteen. He'll be fourteen. <laughs> he'll be fourteen tomorrow, but he plays in uh, he plays for uh, one national. He plays club baseball. We're going to Houston this weekend oh, for God. a tournament, Spending and these money. perfect game tournaments. Like he's thirteen. Like this kid's throwing like eighty four. You're like, oh my God! Like, yeah, yeah. How these guys throwing eighty four, eighty five? And I clocked that clock. That guy clocked at eighty five. Like eighty five <laughs> at thirteen. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's crazy, isn't it? Did you play other sports as well? Yeah, I grew up. Well, I mean, my family, we grew up playing everything. My dad played basketball in college. Where did um, he play? Elon. Okay. Um, so, you know, we were just a big sports family. Um, we played, you know, I grew up swimming, played soccer, baseball, basketball, golf. Um, and then kind of once I got into like middle school, it was mostly like basketball, baseball, golf. And then once I got to high school, um, I had a chance to make the varsity team as a freshman. And I mean, baseball, I was the best at baseball for sure. Um, pitcher, so, as yeah, a pitcher. Yeah. yeah. And Came then, up the uh, hitting thing. Yeah. I, I hit a little bit in high school um, once I became like a junior, senior. But um, yeah, just. Once I got to high school, just focused on on pitching and and baseball, and um, you know, glad I did. But don't you think that you're more well rounded as an athlete, having played all those sports? And now they specialize everybody so early. We were growing up, we played all the sports, we played yeah. everything. We went by seasons. I think every three uh, months we switched I think to a different sport. My age, it was like the start of the specialization. Yeah, um, guys before me kind of played everything, um, and then you know. I, I played JV basketball when I was in eighth grade, um, and then we started doing our high school started doing like fall conditioning. Um, we had a pretty good baseball program at our high school, and so we had an indoor building, and 
um, we would do like workouts and stuff as a team. So, and I really wanted to make the varsity team as a freshman. So, my freshman year of high school, I didn't play basketball in the winter, so I could ready. work out for go. the season yeah. just to be around the specializing team. now. Yeah, Joe Magiply, um, pitcher for the Dimex All Star. But uh, so when, as you're going as your pitcher, when do you decide your starter, your relief, or do they decide that for you? When is it? Um, you, you were a starter most of your career. Yeah, right? I was a starter all through college, high school, college, um, and then my first year pro ball we did kind of a piggyback system in short season um so i never i started but i never went over three innings and then coming in my first spring training um they moved me to the bullpen and, and i have to ask this i mean i feel like i've done this a long time what's what's the mindset that was it wait a minute I, yeah. no no I get you, and, uh, the, uh, obviously the money's on on the bump yeah to start for sure well you know okay now I'm, I, you're the first guy i think yeah. i've asked that in 43 years what i because gamble what have they told you right now you're going to go do weekends and, and do a little high school show well I remember Ian you know Ian Kennedy uh, I mean Ian told me that we, we was with the Royals they were like hey what do you think about the bullpen and he was like well no I don't really wait is this a, is, do I have a choice here <laughs> and it was like he didn't but like they went to yeah. him and they were like what do you think about going yeah. to the bullpen but they weren't really asking him they no. were telling him and he was like reluctant like no I don't want to then he's like wait a second do I, have a, do I have a chance a choice in this and like no you're going to the bullpen and then he became you know you extended his career for a few years yeah. you know you extend your career by being in the yeah i mean i definitely love starting i love the routine but you know at the time it was just like you know that was my first spring training um last thing i want to do is be stuck and extended so to make a full season team you know they were like basically like hey we think you'd be a good piece in the bullpen um the, the guys that were lined up to be our starters that year in short season were our top you know five picks from the year before so um <laughs> it kind of was you know not my decision uh, yeah. um but I was, you know, I've I've always been whatever I need to do for the sure, team, you know yeah. what I mean? That's that's my that's where I'm going to that's where I'm going to set my focus. I'll so. leave that to your wife saying, yeah. "No, honey, you need to be a starter." Yeah. No, or your parents, yeah. Hey, you don't know. Oh, you I get st- it. I get it all the time. I get it all the time. You need to tell them you need to start. <laughs> I have. Let's I, talk about what last season meant to you yeah. to, to to get to the All-Star game. You had an incredible first half of the season. You're the Diamondbacks representative in the All-Star game. What did that mean to you and your family? Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot. That's something that um um, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, you know, I was a late round pick, not a big prospect. Um, you know, I, that's somewhere that you always hope that you'd get a chance to do that. But I honestly never thought that I would ever be in the position to get that opportunity. Um, so for that to happen was just obviously the highlight of my career so far, you know, my personal career. And, um, you know, to get that opportunity was unbelievable. We talked, you did such a great job as a setup guy last year, but I remember when, when Mark was struggling and when Ian came in and Ian was struggling, it was like, man, who are they going to have to close out some games? <laughs> and we had a lot of discussions about you and, you know, because yeah. you were so consistent for most of the year. Second half, you had some struggles, but there was was there a point where it, where you started to think to yourself that maybe I could end up being a full-time closer? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, that's such a tough inning. Um, and I just feel like, you know, having the experience in that is, uh, you know, it's something I, f- I definitely think I could do. Um, so there was a couple times where um, I feel like I the moment maybe got the best of me in those situations. I made it bigger than it pro- than I probably should have. Boy, it is different, huh? The night oh, yeah, it's different the for sure. Oh, man. It's a lot just of people don't vibe. understand that, but explain that. Why is it so different? It's still three outs yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got that feel of like, uh, you know, 
know, it's the hitters know it's kind of their last ditch effort. You know, okay. the, and it's just like They're it hacking. seems like everybody's just more locked in. You know what I mean? When when that game's tight in that inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, you've still got against the, the wall. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've always done the best in my career, kind of when my back's against the wall, um, and. I feel like you know that vibe in the in the ninth inning as a hitter is the same way. You know their their backs are against the wall and um, they're just so more locked in than they are in say the sixth or the fifth. And maybe they don't even realize it. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a different feeling for sure is emotionally. It, is it? Come, you're probably going to come in now after some guy throwing ninety eight to one hundred. Yeah. How much is that going to be an advantage for you? Because you guys have a bunch of power arms yeah. now, so you might go six seven with. One of the power arm righties, and then come to you in the eighth, and then you know have somebody close the ninth. But you know, with all these power arms, how do you think that helps you? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I've always been that guy. I've always been coming in after. I'm typically the the slowest thrower on the team, um, so I'm always coming in after power arms. I feel like, but uh, you know, I I feel like my off speed stuff, my command, um, you know. My my heater's not it doesn't have the crazy velo, but it's got a lot of deception and a lot of movement, and um, I think it plays. You know, I get swings, I'll get swings on ninety mile an hour fastballs right down the middle that you know guys get on hundred mile an hour heaters. So um, you know, I try to I try to read swings, and um, I feel like you know. I don't really worry about the velo so much, but yeah, I think coming in after those guys definitely helps me a little bit. Um, you know, changing speeds. So uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for this year for sure. How about when you look at the rule changes in the game? You can only throw over to first base two times now. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you when you've got a like if you're paying a Diamondbacks, you got Corbin Carroll on first base, yeah, or Alec Thomas He's on leaning first base right or, away. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've got I mean, and you only have two to throw over. Mm-hmm. How does that affect your approach to trying to keep him close to the bag? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know yet I, I i feel like we got to see how it's going to go that's a um, fair answer i don't know yet yeah it's we like don't either i haven't really been put in that situation yet so i think there's going to be some strategy coming into play but i think there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of time that we're going to have to figure out how to best use your moves um because once you i feel like using two quickly and you don't have any more um i feel like you got to keep at least one in your back pocket you know what i mean <laughs> Just, just to, like a timeout yeah, at the end just of the football to, game. Just to, uh, just if to you, keep them. No, yeah. right. Because if you I, see, here's the thing. Okay, if you if you use two right away, and they he know. knows you can't leave. They're halfway. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're halfway just, to second base. They're just timing it up. The only thing he's got to worry about is the catcher throwing over For first sure. when you deliver the ball. For sure. Oh, God. Um, Do you think you might have some more of those? I mean, if you get a scenario like that, and a guy says, "Okay, I'm going to take an extra, I'm going to take an extra three steps," could you have more pitch outs and throw to firsts? Is that even a possibility? Yeah, I mean, I get we haven't. I don't. We honestly, we haven't really ran through all the scenarios. I'm going to work I with Lavello on that tonight. Yeah, okay. I think we're yeah. all trying to figure out how we're going to use those. What's going to What's going to be our our strategy? And I think everybody's going to be different, man. I I, I think lefties are going to be. Um, I think you're going to see less pickoffs. To be honest with you, because um, guys are. Are going to want to hold it? Yeah, you're just not going to want to get to that. And then, um, if there comes a time, especially late in the game, where maybe you you get a sign and and you're second guessing it, and you need to step off. If you've already used those pickoffs, I mean that that's a balk. Then 
You know what I mean? Wow. So you gotta you gotta keep this is uh, a whole different animal. Yeah, you're gonna you gotta have to keep those disengagements. It's it's. I think there's a I lot of strategy. I don't, I don't strategies. Think I, I don't think I like that part of it. I don't know. And I always was. I was the guy who was saying they should limit how many they could do it in a game total. Just how many like the you know, combined. So somebody. Yeah, I'll be all- interested to see how how it all works out. I mean. Um, I think there's going to be. We're going to find out a way to to use it to our advantage. I how think. about how about the batters now not having the time to you know to mm-hmm. a lot of guys who come off take their batting gloves and yeah, stuff. Why? You know, it's Sandberg and all those guys who just oh, take, take the bat. Craig Biggio. You know, to take the batting glove off, like it take 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. How, how much of an advantage is it for the pitchers now that these guys have to basically stay in the box and get ready? Yeah, I mean, today was my first day using it in a game. Like, I've used it in the live BPs and stuff. Um, but I, I honestly, I liked it a lot. I yeah. felt like I was able to get in a rhythm. Good um, yep. Yeah, and like, I felt more repeatable. It was just like a, you know, I didn't have time to think about. You know, just get the sign. And yeah, throw. just get the ball, and I, I get in the habit of like rubbing it every time I get a new ball. I just rub it up. Just, um, but today it was just like, hey, catch the ball on the rubber, um, just locked in on the next pitch. So, I think honestly, for the flow of the game, for the rhythm, at least for me, um, I felt like it locked me in a little bit, and uh, I, I felt good with it. It's going to be so interesting late in the season playoffs to see how that's the thing. Yeah, you know, or, or even late in the game, early in the season, where you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, all the. Yeah, I think there's going to be some kinks. You know, we ran into one today in my inning um, with the, uh, you know, Carson was coming off the field. He was the last out of the inning coming off the field, and I guess the clock started a little early. Um, And I was ready to go with 30 or 30 plus seconds left and umpire told me i was yeah catcher wasn't out there so he told me we're starting 1-0 well then there i don't know who was hitting i forget who the first batter was but he was he was wasn't ready either (laughs) so it started 1-1 oh my god um so and then after the inning um you know i talked to the umpire and he said uh yeah he they they started the clock a little early. They're supposed to, I guess, if the catcher's the last out of the inning, they're supposed to wait till he gets back to the dugout to start the to clock. To start the clock. Um, Makes so, sense. Yeah, I think there even was, there was the just a mis-circle. Yeah. Even if he's on the on-deck circle, I would if, think you'd want to In our wait. lifetime, think about what we're talking about yeah. right now. This blows my, kid, my kid was, we had a game a couple weeks ago, my kid. It went to extra innings. Now, I'm used to the California rule sometimes. Yeah, somebody put a runner on second yeah, base. Yeah. They started the game, bases loaded, one out. <laughs> no, bases loaded. That's how they started the game. Bases loaded, one out. I was like, are you kidding? And then we actually went to, to a third extra inning in the game because nobody scored with the bases loaded and one out. We kept getting double plays. Oh so it was just incredible. Like, it, just the rule changes, even yeah. at the You're talking to a level. couple of old but, guys here. Get, yeah. off, get off my lawn. I, I think uh, I think everybody's adjusting to it. You know, I think the, the – the, I, I don't know. I, I know the umpire talked to Tori after that inning, and I think they figured it out, like, yeah. what they would do in the, in the season, you know, if that – if that if happens, they, if they, which they'll probably run into it, I'm sure. Um, so I think everybody's adjusting to it. I think um, umpires are adjusting, players are adjusting. So, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be at least talking to the guys in the minor leagues that have last year that that um, that are in camp that dealt with the clock and stuff. I mean, they said it really wasn't that big of an adjustment, to be right. honest. All right, Joe, I appreciate it. I, I blew up the clock, kept you a couple extra minutes past. <laughs> but I'm supposed to break. My producer's probably going to yell at me, but I really enjoyed the conversation. Congratulations yeah, on the All Star appearance. Last year, and, uh, I'm sure we'll man. have you on again All-star. during the season. For sure. Thank so, you guys right. for having Thank me. You. That's Joe Mantiply from your Arizona Diamondbacks. You. I'm going to uh, get to a break so Mitch doesn't yell at me. We'll come back. We'll talk a little uh, Suns after their loss against Milwaukee yesterday. That's next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Burns, and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> I want to thank Joe Mantiply for coming on, spending a little time with us here at Salt River Fields. It's cleared out. It's empty. There's like nobody here except for me, you, and no, the way Jamal. We're, you're and here. Gambo is here. You don't understand. When you walk into the room, wherever you go, that's the most important place, okay. Gambo. Thank you. You know you, you know this. Except for home. Oh, yes. Ah, true, true that. True that. True that. Um, no, my wife. I think she loves me. <laughs> I like to think so. All right. Uh, we are going to try to catch up with Des Cambridge, who hit the shot against U of A. Mikhail, because, the Mikhail Harry. Yeah, because, you know, all the ASU fans, they had to get on me because I didn't think they you had any it. chance to win. Because nobody, it's hard to win at Mikhail. They very rarely lose home games at Mikhail. And ASU went there and beat them. So I think we're going to try to catch up with Des Cambridge, you know, at some time. When is that, Mitch? Do you, have a, do you have a time on that yet? Not for Cambridge, but I do have Jordan Lawler joining you guys next segment. Next segment? Yes. Okay, I think we're supposed to have Cambridge on next segment, but I'm not really sure. I don't know what my It's called is. live radio. This is how we yeah. roll. This is what we do. You, well, you, you, you know, you, you're on a pitch clock now, you know, the gamble clock. So, All right. Yeah. Well, we'll have Jordan Lawler made a great catch at shortstop yesterday, so we'll talk to him in just a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the um, – and I love that you guys give me all this time to get ready for the guests. I have, like, you have four minutes to get ready for a guest coming up. Like, that's <laughs> fantastic. Great, man. Terrific job. You should check it your text a, messages, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, my, it's, it's, a, it's the sun's – bearing down on us. My phone's away. I was doing an interview, so how am I going to check messages? I shouldn't be checking text messages when I'm doing a show, Mitch. I shouldn't have to do that. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little Suns basketball. Great game yesterday against Milwaukee. Just a great game. They lose the game. Hard-fought game. Comes right down to the wire. Book driving. Uh, great play by Drew Holiday. Strips it. And even at the end of the game, Book hoists up a three, gets fouled. If it would have went in, they would have had a chance to tie the game, but it didn't. He missed the shot. Milwaukee comes away with the victory. They're 14th straight win. That's a really good basketball team, but man, it was hard to watch that game and not think about the possibilities, the what-ifs. What if these two teams meet in the NBA <laughs> Finals again? What kind of difference would KD and Giannis make if they were playing in this game? And, you know, just looking at that, they were without Giannis. The Suns were without KD. The Suns had that win over Dario in Oklahoma City the other day. They got campaign back in the lineup, so it's nice to see him back. There's still rumors about whether they would chase Derrick Rose if he gets bought out, but why Watching that game yesterday, it did it did, it did have a playoff type feel for it. Two teams that met in the NBA Finals two years ago without their two superstar players and Durant. Well, we expect Durant's going to suit up on Wednesday against Charlotte, but he did not suit up against Milwaukee. No Giannis, but Drew Holiday was the best player on the on the court. He was fantastic. Suns kept it. You know, it was a great game. All the lead changes and tie scores, and it just really came down to that final minute. But it was hard not to watch that game and think, man, what are we? looking at a preview of the NBA Finals, because those two teams are both so good. Very well could be. And you pointed out uh, earlier today that you said that, you know, it's Boston and and uh, Milwaukee. As the two, they play physical basketball in the East. They bring it. And now they got Jay Crowder in that lineup. Another guy who's been there and been finals. Yeah, the, two corner threes in a row anti, for Milwaukee. The, the anti-Sun. He's now the, the, mm. the despised, the, the villain, Jay Crowder, the way he left here after the divorce. But, you know, I, I, there's just so much basketball. There's so many things that be, need to be painted over the next 20 days. Gambo, and then into the playoffs, because I'm just so fascinated. You know, I've been listening to you guys the last week with this whole Kevin Durant as, when he arrives, when he's going to be healthy, when he can he play, and then how does he fit into this team? I, this is a superstar. This is a, the, the, arguably one of the three best players on the planet. Yeah. So he comes in, 
Now you've got Devin Booker, who's emerging as a superstar in the NBA. It's his team. Is he willing to check that a little bit? Is he willing to to get make that extra pass? Of course, Chris Paul's the the point god. We're going to find out what he's all about. And then, of course, DeAndre Ayton. Now the pressure's off him. I think to 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 be a go to scorer. So he's got to do those things around the basket that you know with Giannis. With you know, we can sit here and say and and guess how's he going to fit in and go through. Oh, they got a great mid range game. He's adaptable. He'll fit right in. And you know the way they play. We don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. We could talk about that all we want, um, but we don't really know what's going to happen. Is he's going to get out there on the court? He's going to have plenty of time. Twenty something games to kind of get. A, is that get plenty of time, Gamble? I mean, I think it is. I hope so. I think it's. I think it is. I mean, these are elite players. They played All Star games. They played uh, Olympic teams. They play. So they know what each guy does. And obviously, they're, they're in practice right now. They know the spacing of the floor. But I, I, I like on a superstar team. I need a shooter. I need a distributor, and I need a guy. And you've got all of that. Well, you do, but I think I think. What are they missing? I think Booker and and Kevin Durant are both shooters. They're scorers, and that's my thing. I worry about. I want a guy who's going to grind a three point you know, corner guy, a Kogi guy who's rebound, guy who knows what his job is, who's a slasher. And maybe Booker is that guy. He's the slasher. But I'm just, I, I, it's his team, and he's owned it, and he's and it, he deserves it after what he's done and what he's put up with those first six years of his career. It is his team. But I also saw him getting a little bit selfish in the series two years ago, late in, and wanting me, 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 and not making that extra pass. So uh, it, now you've got guys you can make that extra pass to. I just hope he does. Yeah, I expect that. Uh, I expect that that it's going to be by, by the time the playoff comes around, they'll be in sync. Monty will shorten the bench. Yeah. They'll figure it out. I expect that Durant, but we have to see. We have to see how he fits in. You know, I mean, it's probably you know not going to be like magic right away. Well, they do play Charlotte, so maybe it will. Be. <laughs> But got, they have, listen, got Charlotte, they, Chicago, they so a, a couple of games. And they have a tough stretch down. They have a tough stretch. They're playing some really good teams, you know, down the stretch. I mean, they lost that game to Milwaukee. That's why I don't think that they'll, you know, I think that you're probably looking at a at a four or five seed, maybe yep. the three, but more likely four, three, four or five. One or two is pretty much out of uh, contention. All right, we're going to break now so we can get uh, caught up with you. One of the best prospects in all of baseball He's with your D-backs. He's Jordan Lawler. He's going to join us next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Uh, I think everybody's excited to see this guy in a Major League Baseball uniform. At some point in the not-too-distant future, he was the sixth overall pick in the 2021 MLB draft, and he is Jordan Lawler, and he joins me and Kevin McCabe today to talk a little baseball. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing Good great. Yeah, just finished our game. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel to be a part of spring training with the Big League Club? It's amazing. Yeah, I love being around these guys, learning from them long ago. Uh, specifically, it's just great to be around them. About great baseball minds. And you've been around baseball. You, you played all the travel teams and you played against the best in the country but when you're in that clubhouse and you see these guys weird strange fun crazy uh <laughs> all of the above yeah yeah all of the above uh, yeah it's a little different um and you belong though do you, you have to remember sure. that you belong there do you, do you hey can i have your autograph <laughs> no no it's <laughs> yeah you grow up watching all these guys but at the end of the day we're all human and we're just baseball players that may be a little bit better than the next guy but yeah yeah we're all trying to win a game out here highlight catch yesterday i mean <laughs> 
how did that feel? To, <laughs> Welcome to the I mean, party, just terrific yeah. ball over your shoulder. You yeah. got to go into you know short left center to go flag that thing down, almost like a Willie Mays type of catch. But yeah. you know, very difficult play for a shortstop to make. You made it. I mean, how does it feel to be able to like contribute like that? Amazing. Yeah, trying to help out the pitcher. Obviously, we were struggling a little bit yesterday, but uh, trying to do whatever I could do to just get as many outs as I could. The one before was actually a pop up too. So I know we it was a tough sky. So just helping out our outfielders as well. What uh, what shortstops did you grow up like? Uh, not idolizing, but watching and trying to tailor your game towards. Yeah, that one's easy. Jeter, Derek Jeter was. <laughs> it was Jeter. My main guy. Were you a Yankee oh, fan? You're just always, pumping. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, you know, it's things just change. Jeets. It's cheats to gamble. And, and I say this to my kid. So I've got a kid who'll turn 14 tomorrow. He plays club baseball. Uh, we're going to Houston this week. So, but when I was when I was his age, when I was his age, me and my friends used to take the train into Yankee Stadium, go to a game on a weekday, and then come back. We were 14. Like you would never do that with your kids now. Nobody would do that. Like. 14, we go, we'd have like $5 in our pocket, we get a ticket, and we go watch the Yankees play. And that was just that was just baseball. Now it was Greg Nettles was playing, Bucky Dent was the shortstop then. You remember those I days. I told you, but... a bunch of old guys you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Jeets, Jeets was, Jeets is the, I mean, that's, and, that, and you just, the way he carried himself, exactly. the way, just everything, the total package, I mean, a great player, but is it the total, because you got, you got, the, you got the, the, the drip going, you got the fit going, is that part of the whole deal as well? I don't know, I try to do as much as what he did. On and off the field, he was an amazing uh, teammate and then person. He, uh, just, he was always at his best. So. Well respected by yeah. all his teammates. Exactly. Nobody says a bad word about him. How exactly. do you do that? How do you, how do you play all those years and not have anything no, anybody say? Did say I sound stupid you? saying drip and fit, by the way? Did you? Can you? Can, hey, but uh, uh, help. The words, are, the words that they use now are sauce and cap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What, uh, when, uh, health-wise, how are you health? Because you have the surgery. Where, uh, and do you, I know it's a road back and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, is there any uh, tendencies in it all or any? Uh, Intrepidation at all with an injury when you come back from your young kid and heals. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, no, healthy. Uh, Obviously, I had the injury in the fall league with my scap, broke that. Um, But yeah, 100% healthy. November, I would say, was when I was finally cleared to start working. And yeah, ever since then, I've been head down and just working hard. How tough was that road back? Because, you know, you want to play the game, you want to be back, and yet you got to get healthy. Exactly. And and you're watching them play. How how tough, how tough, tough of a grind is that? Yeah, you just got to take your medicine and uh, make the most out of what you're given. So being here for the th- last three weeks of the fall league, trying to learn as much as you can from just watching the guys, being around um, great coaches. It's no yeah. fun. Don't, it, don't, don't lie. No, no. It's not nobody fun, wants anything you, to do with you. You're off in the training room. You yeah. keep, stay away from us. You're hurt. Uh-huh. He's Jordan Lawler, uh, Diamondbacks uh, sensation, the, the one of the key, one of the ki- new kids on the block. You you had a chance last year. You were in low way with Vesalia. You got that jump up to the Sod Poodles double A. I know one step at a time, but what was that like at least to make that jump last year? Yeah, it was exciting. It's everything I wanted to do last year, and uh, obviously I learned a lot going up to different levels, uh, pitching from defensive shifts to uh, everything, coaching staffs, and learning how to mix in different clubhouses. It was all um, amazing, and I enjoyed it. This game is very much about... I want to hear about the Sod Poodles. Do you get, do you, do you, do you get gear from Amarillo? Do you, do you keep the, the Sod Poodles gear? You keep yeah. It, yes. You want to have. You have No, no, to. I just... I, no, I've got, I'm guessing, you know, you, you grow up, you I, I got to get a Yankees hat. I got to get a Red Sox hat. Sod poodles. Now, do you have the gear? Do you have the, 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 the shirts? There's on? a couple good hats that I've, I've grabbed. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And it's, Amarillo, all, it's all part of it. Amarillo, yeah. did you eat the 72 inch steak there? Did you go? Did you, did you? I've heard about it. No, I, was okay. about, I wasn't there long enough to try it out. But.
I'm sure I'll be there enough to. Sorry, Gimbo. I, 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 <laughs> we got a whole this, year to talk baseball with this th- cat. This game's a lot about success and failure, but a lot of people learn from their failures. So, yeah. so far since you've been with the D backs, what would you say are some of the examples of things that you've learned from failure? Yeah, it starts with injuries. Obviously, you've learned from that. Could, that's probably the lowest of lows for yeah. most players in their career. So, uh, I'd say it starts there, coming out of the draft and pretty much having that labrum surgery. Um, learned a ton there, just how to work hard, how to take care of my body. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then, obviously, just stay in the course, get into the field, getting your early work in, and just stay in the course, no matter if you went over four or four four the last day. When you when you look at this team, you know Nick Ahmed probably his last year with the D-back. I would imagine, and then you know, Perdomo played last year. Really struggled to play, but good defensively. What, what, do they, what do they tell you right now? What do they? Is there? I mean, I've seen guys make the jump from Double A. A lot of guys can do it. Did, sure do, do you do. feel like you'll get a chance this year? Do you feel like you're a year away? Where do you feel like your timeline is right now to make the club? Yeah, you never really know. I think I just try to control what I can control day by day, do my work, and um, I think it'll pay off in the end. But yeah, you mentioned two great guys. They've taken care of me. They've I've learned a lot from them over this these last few weeks with them, and I uh, just want to play with them one day. Do you get some Jordan Lawler with the Diamondbacks, a rookie sensation, or a, a former dr- top draft pick, sixth overall, uh, settling in here in spring ball? Uh, I mean, there's so much more than just coming to the park and getting your swings in. What about the other times? I mean, your time your way, getting a place to stay, how, how is that all making you comfortable so you can do the things you do in baseball? Exactly, yeah. It actually starts with Corbin. So Corbin Carroll reached out uh, before spring training started. Yeah, he was like, up. I have a room for you. I want to yeah, get it to you. Before. Oh, you're one of the guys uh, that's living with them right now. I'm with Corb, so yeah, oh. he, he took care of me to start, and I think that kind of settled me in. But yeah, it just starts do with you that. You keep each other in check, or does somebody say, "Come on, let's go, let's run, let's drive through McDonald's"? No, we <laughs> oh, can't eat that no stuff. McDonald's. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, no, but somebody, there's always an instigator. Is there uh, somebody who's ah, no, no, we got to be this. Yeah, uh, a little back and forth, but okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're both pretty locked in. Now, and, how uh, many guys are in that house? There's four total. So, four total yeah. guys, uh-huh, and yeah. he runs the ship. Corbin runs the ship? He does, yeah. That's his house. That's his place. So that's cool. Family, though, how important is your family? I always try to ask this, mm-hmm. the young people, and, and have they been able to come out and support you? I know during the falling when you're hurt, who are those people who just making sure you're straight? Yeah, mainly my mom. mom. I'm pretty much calling her, yeah. Um, Whenever I can, just yeah. checking in with her. Um, she's my everything. And I got to steal one of my lines. Me grew up, yeah. Is she a good cook? Well, okay. She makes, she maybe well, not. No, she makes like my wife. My wife's great at making reservations. Reservations. She'll make so, dinner that's, for that's, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's your mom was your support growing up. I mean, that's she who you was. leaned on, right? That's so, who I. That's raised. That's who raised, raised me. Yeah, yeah. So she'll be out here next week, actually. Right so she'll be able to catch some so, games. So what was it like for for her being a baseball mom? Was she the one that got you into baseball? I mean, obviously she's the one that took you everywhere and made sure you got there and got your equipment and everything. But yeah. just talk about that relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. Baseball-wise, like how she got you into the sport. Yeah, she put me in everything. Just when I was young, from basketball, baseball, track, whatever it may be, just she wanted me to be athletic and be out there um, being active. So uh, I got to give a lot of credit to her. But then also the knee drills and everything we did off the tee, she was that mom, filping me balls in the cages, everything. Yeah. No way. Yeah, in the <laughs> house. Your mom would sit there yeah. and put the balls on the tee? Of course, yeah, in the backyard. We'd find a ca- local cage, everything. But yeah. you played them all. Throw with all? her, actually. Oh, wow. Did you ever hurt her, her, her finger? 
finger a couple times, so <laughs> I had to stop after I was about 12. But. Can, can she bring it back and spin the ball a little bit too back to you? She, she, throw, she had a little cutter in oh, there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, you, you played all the sports, though, and, and when do you realize, you know, because everybody wants to play basketball. They want to be Jordan or they yeah. want to be LeBron. Mm-hmm. When do you realize, you say, oh, yeah, okay, but this is it. This is where I'm going. Yeah, I played basketball for two years in high school, and then so junior year was my Shooter, year. Where, distributor? Distributor, defensive guy. Okay. Hard work, defensive the floor. guy. Okay. Who was your yeah. team growing up? The LeBron James, wherever he's at. Wherever yeah. he went? Yeah. <laughs> so Miami, the Lakers, Cleveland, wherever yeah. he was, that was your guy? Exactly, yeah. And wow. then baseball-wise, who did, did were Because a lot, a lot of young kids, and that's what they're trying mm-hmm. to do with the rule changes, is getting young kids involved mm-hmm. and loving baseball the way you, this knucklehead and I did. We And we did. We had everybody's card. We could tell you everybody's stats. Who was your baseball team? And I mean, you mentioned Jeter. You said the but, Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees because of Jeter, yeah. Just because yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, he, not because of A-Rod, because of Jeter. <laughs> All Jeter. <laughs> so their last world. Jeter, so yeah. Jeter's last World Series was when they beat the Phillies. What was that? Two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you were probably what, like eight years old, seven, eight years old at that six. time. Yeah, six, six years time. old. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. six years old when they. Do you have? You know, you, it's kind of hard to have any memory of that. I don't have much of it. No. Uh, so you're, he's yeah. your favorite player, but in his prime, mm-hmm. when it was the you know the core four. Yeah. You don't. You, have no, you weren't even born. Yeah, I wasn't. When they were wasn't. winning in 97, 98, and then 2000. Uh, and then when the Diamondbacks got lucky in 2001. Lucky. 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 Yeah, when they got yeah. lucky and won that. rewind the tape. Gonzo was, was here a few minutes ago. I tell him all the time. Closed his eyes, and he had a blue ball. Blue ball <laughs> routine fly ball of shortstop. What do you What do you do now? I mean, we, Gambo mentioned the sensational plays, keeping focus, keeping a day at a time, 0 for 4, 4 for 4. Mm-hmm. What do you do not to press? Uh, and, and you want because you don't want to make the big club. This is what you came here to do mm-hmm. is blow them away. What do you do not to blow it? Yeah, I kind of said earlier, just control what I can control. I, yeah. Baseball, there's a lot of uncontrollables. You don't but really, hard, where they're playing, man. yeah, where you hit the ball, you only have so much that you can control, and I think uh, that keeps you grounded and just keep your perspective and uh, know you put in that work when you come to the field, and I think that uh, puts you in a good headspace. Your speed help you too, though. I mean, you, you, does, uh, you've yeah. got the Jets. I mean, when all this time clock and all this, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get on, it's going to be You'll be at third base in no time. Is that yeah. part of your deal? It'll be exciting, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I stole a lot of eggs so. last year. So. I, I know it. <laughs> you, you are Corbin Carroll, who wins a race. Ooh, Ooh there we go. Can we set I this I got to see it. I got to see it. No, no, I no. I know like, Dre runs, too. Dre, Dre runs, runs fast? Yes. Uh, all right. Dre's got McCarthy. McCarthy's, McCarthy's quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McCarthy's quick. But you're, you're, you're roommate. I, I'd have to race him. I want to take it, but we'll see. You would take it? I want to take it. <laughs> you want to. When I play, when I, when I have somebody going against me, I feel like I got to okay. try. All right. Do you, what, do you do a straight 40 yard dash race or do you do just something like first to third or first to home? What do you, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. What's we, the best way to judge that speed? It's got to be going around the know. bags. Probably around the bags, I'd say, yeah. Okay. I, maybe right. I'd get a little tick there just because it slow him down just a little bit, maybe. But you know how you judge he, He's speed. an elite base runner, yeah. You judge the speed and say, hey, the garbage is full. Somebody needs to take it out. See <laughs> yeah. how fast the place disappears. How fast. Guys, alligator. <laughs> you see how fast they are moving out of the way. I got uh, Who takes dro- care of all that in the house? It's actually pretty is evenly split. Yeah, yeah. Is it clean? Uh-huh. Okay. We all flip and switch roles. Is mom it's- coming by the house? She's going to see this? Probably not. Okay, no. Because uh-huh. we'll, we'll when you get married, when you get married, you do all those chores. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. you like you get a hundred percent of them. Uh-huh. All right, Jordan. Hey, appreciate thanks. it. Thank you, my man. Yeah, thank you. Uh-huh. It's great talking with you. Great to you meet got you guys. Best of luck yeah, to you this season. Appreciate you guys. All right, we'll see yeah. you real soon. <laughs> all right, that is the Diamondbacks sixth overall pick in the 2021 draft. He is Jordan Lawler. We'll uh, talk a little ASU basketball. 
Bowl next after their big win against U of A. That's next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show. We are uh, here at the very empty ballpark. It's completely cleared out as we talk a little D-backs baseball. So we've had Joe Manta play on the show. Great we've guy. got Christian Walker on the show. What we just cool. had Jordan Lawler. You know what? I, I, I know think, you're excited about that. I, you know what? This is so much fun for me. I haven't done this in a long time. But you to haven't. Meet, you know, and, and I don't know these cats. You know, I'm old like you. It's been 15 years since I've really been in the mainstream doing sports other than the high schools. But great young men. This really inspires me because I, I thought maybe maybe the game would change. Maybe they're all making too much money. But just genuine guys who still love the game, love people, love talking, and um, I, I, and, and I, what I always say this too on my show, Gable, if we could put on the air what we talk about in the commercial break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Talked about the roommates with yeah. Corbin Carroll and yeah. what they do to occupy their yes. time. Yes. We'll keep yes. that to ourselves, but we should give that was some good conversations. We just had him in the break with Jordan Lawler. That's about reality this. television. Uh, Get those cameras in the house over there. Right. This is perfect. Yeah. We'll <laughs> keep that confidential and just between us, but I know it's always a good, it's always a pleasure for us to kind of hear you know after the, we get to a commercial break we put the headphones down we've got a few minutes to talk about these guys we talk about just so many different things that don't go over the air but it's 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 fun to do all right we are well let's talk a little asu basketball tremendous win for them over arizona to go win in tucson to go win at mikhail just such a, a, a it's a hard place to win it's a it's a great home court advantage for U of A, one of the true blue blood programs. And, you know, I counted ASU out. I didn't give them a snowball's chance in hell of winning a basketball game on Friday. I was just, to me, there was no shot. Desmond Cambridge, I mean, what a, what a way for that game to end. And obviously, to me, you know, Tommy Lloyd, just a terrible coaching decision to, to have Omar Balo make the free throw with 3.9 seconds left, allow ASU to inbound the ball and give Cambridge a shot at getting close to half court before he been it up. It really was a bad coaching decision by Tommy Lloyd because from the U of A perspective, if Balo misses the free throw, ASU cannot take a timeout. So that ball, 3.9, he misses the shot, fell bounces around. By the time somebody grabs it, there's less than three seconds left. By the time somebody actually gets the ball, comes down with it and goes to dribble, you're basically throwing it up from full court at 3.9. So the fact that Balo made the free throw was just a terrible coaching decision. you got to have a miss that shot. And then ASU, look, maybe you get the offensive rebound. Now, maybe Lloyd was afraid of a foul on the rebound. They had no timeouts either. ASU has no timeouts. U of A has no timeouts. So they can get the rebounds. They've just got to go. And it's it's yeah. going to bounce around for it's two first, seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. going to hit the rim. It's going to come down. Maybe Lloyd was just worried about a foul. I don't know. But he allowed them to get a play, run off, and Desmond Cambridge, Des, hits the big shot. And, and ASU with, the, with a huge upset against Arizona. To the point where I was looking at one bracketology today, and it had them in a play-in game. And I was always looking at this. But bracketology by Jonathan Warner. He had ASU against Boise State as the 11 seed. So a playing game in the Midwest region, Kansas City, where he's got Kansas as the one seed, and believe it or not, Arizona as the two seed. So he's got Arizona as the two seed, and he had Arizona State playing Boise State. So he did think that that win got them to a, a point where they could get in. Now, 
obviously two games left and the Pac-12 tournament. I think if you win one of the two and then don't lose in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, I think you're in. If you lose both of those games, then I think you've got to win the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I think, think if you exactly lose, to, right. I think you lose to USC and UCLA, you're probably done. Yeah, unless you're you going to get knocked, you're going to get knocked down from from being on the bubble. You're going to get knocked down, losing two games. Yeah, you can't afford to do that. I think you're exactly right. But and I also look back at Tommy Lloyd. I don't think he's made many mistakes in Tucson. No. And I also ask you this, Gamble, because I and I love these guys. I, I love his assistant coaches. But you got five guys over there as assistant coaches, and I know one of them got up and said, "Hey." He needs to miss the second free throw. He needs to miss this. And they, they've caught it on camera because they catch everything on camera these days. So I want, you know, T.J. Benson, great coach, great assistant coach. Uh, Jack Murphy, another great assistant coach. Coached my fighting lumberjacks at NAU. Uh, these are guys, that's what assistant coaches are responsible for is the head coach is, is, the, is the CEO. And so, and again, it's on Tommy Lloyd. And he was great in the postgame press conference, accepting responsibility, gave great credit to ASU for coming down there. Because like what you said, Gambo, they could have gone away. They were down 10 points. And I thought, thought, okay, that was fun. And it's in McHale where that... That that red storm rises up down there. They the fans, as old as they are, and they are old. Very, that's their show. That's their one show is U of A basketball, and they responded. But the issue didn't go away. They didn't go away no. twice, and they got, got down in double digits. They got down by six several times. He kept it within two possessions and gave themselves a chance. Now listen, he took a kid that's throwing it in from sixty feet out. They took that, but give him credit that they didn't go away and had the chance to do that. So I dare I say it's like Devin Booker. They didn't go away. They had a chance. Look, Bobby Hurley, if you would have told Bobby Hurley at the beginning of that game, we'll give you the ball with four seconds left down, one a chance to win. You, I'll take it. Absolutely. I'll take it. I don't care where I'm in. I'll take that shot. Four seconds left. I'm down one point on the road at McHale. I'll take it. So he would have taken that with a shot. Of course. Um, Bobby, look, they did a good job. I mean, they really battled in that game. They did. U of A, it was a close game all the way through, and then U of A started to pull away. And when it got it to 10, you kind of felt like, okay, this is it's over. That's it's over. it. It's over. And then U of A will go on an 18-2 run, and they'll win by 20, and it's okay. Good night. Right. And it's right. as you as as some sports reporters suggested on Friday. Some I can't remember. Somebody suggested that's what's going to be. They're going to get blown out. Somebody suggested yeah. that on Friday. But you know what? Give them a lot of credit. Now let's see what they can do. Let's see what Bobby Hurley and this squad can do. If this kind of win propels this team to get one at USC, steal one somehow at UCLA, and then force the the NCAA. Say we got to include you. You're not even one in the out of bubble. two. I think if they win one out of two, it may not matter what happens in the Pac-12 tournament because then they won two out of three on the road against you know the three best teams in the Pac-12. I think that would get them in. Lose both to UCLA and USC, and then I think you probably are going to have to win a game in the tournament to show the committee something. The U of A win does a lot for them. I mean, it, what it does is it gets them back on the bubble. They weren't even on the bubble. Yeah. So that win against U of A gets them back onto the bubble where you can now debate whether they should be in the tournament or not. And That's I'm, what I think. I'm, just, I'm happy for that program because they rode the roller coaster this year. They, they astonished so many people early in the year. They struggled during the season. They came together here, get a win like that. I'm really I'm happy for those people and an opportunity that's all you want is an opportunity, Gambo, and they've got it now. They do. All right, we are taking you into the 5 o'clock hour. There's a couple of key players uh, that the Cardinals are looking at drafting. One is going to participate.
participate a little bit in the combine, the other not at all. And could a trade at the top affect Arizona? We'll talk about that next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.